It's jazz, funk, and soul. It's Jeff Lorbird, Everett Harp, and Paul Jackson Jr. today on Something Came From Baltimore. Thomas, I'm just going to let you know, if you're going to continue down this road, with Jeff, you're, you're in trouble. I'm just letting you know. Just, I said, we're going to be here a while. I'm just letting you know. So. I'll let you know that this is what we go through when we're on the road. So you, you'll see this from time to time. So Jeff, so Ever and I will just, we'll kind of sit here and wait. <laughs> Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. My name is Tom Galker, and I will be your host today. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. In fact, Something Came From Baltimore is free. It doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. For the first time in Something Came From Baltimore history, I am reviewing three people via Zoom. Actually, it's three superstars of the smooth jazz arena. Paul Jackson Jr., Everett Harp, and Jeff Lorberg. Three artists, one band, jazz, funk, and soul. I have the honor to talk with all of them via Zoom to chat about their newest recording called Forecast. Forecast arrived in stores August the 5th, 2022. It's time to hear a sample. Let's listen to that sample. It's from the album called Forecast. It is the album title called Forecast. new album jazz funk soul forecast is the name of the album i have some like general questions and i want to get into the album everett i did an interview with michael wolf two years ago for his bounce album and i spent majority of the time talking about the arsenio hall wow. show yeah. because to me that's one of the most pivotal like educational pieces i've ever had in my whole entire life i'm looking at your bio and it said oh you just went there once a week or were you in the band multiple times and no, I was only there once a week. Prior to my doing it, Dave Cos was doing it once a week, and then Dave Cos decided he decided to leave, and and um, they were auditioning people. I say auditioning; they were having people come in and sit in once a week uh, until maybe they found somebody they liked. And when I sat in, my manager at that time, Sherwin Bash, came to me and asked me after the sound check, "Is this something that you'd like to do?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And so he, he said, okay. He came back and said, it's yours. Was it chaos or was it organized chaos? It felt like there was a lot of like fun electricity within the, the show. No, it was very organized. Okay. Um, it was, um, I mean, yeah, they were very organized. I, I thought, I don't know what Mike said, but uh, <laughs> um, I was only there one, again, I was only there once a week, but I have to assume by that one time a week, that it was representative of what was going on uh, in its totality. So um, basically, uh, I'd show up, they'd have the music already set, what they wanted to do that day, and uh, we'd have a quick sound check, and then the, the show would start. It was it was pretty flawless, but 
But you got to, you know, I only did it the last year and a half. So they had been on for quite some time. They had a pretty, a pretty well-oiled machine. Jeff, you study chemistry in, yeah. in college. All right. I'm going to give you three uh, <laughs> things. <laughs> if you remember. Gonna, wait a minute. This is a test. You're going to give me a chemistry oh, it's test? It's a test, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> it's a test. Yeah. What is a, a Kelvin? A Kelvin? Well, Lord Kelvin was a famous uh, scientist in England. And they used his name for a, a, a different scale of temperature that goes down to absolute zero. So in other words, Fahrenheit, which, which we use, isn't really used in serious scientific stuff, but, but centigrade is. But if you made centigrade, if, if zero wasn't um, the freezing point of water and make it the absolute zero, that's what the Kelvin scale is. So More it works well that. for, you know, for things like, uh, you know, cosmology and, and, and real big picture scientific work. Hey, Thomas, I'm just going to let you know, if you're going to continue down this road, with Jeff, <laughs> you're, you're in trouble. I'm just letting you know. Just, I said, we're going to be here a while. I'm just letting uh, you know. So. I'll let you know that this is what we go through when we're on the road. So you, you'll see this from time to time. So Jeff, so Ever and I will just, we'll kind of sit here and wait. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying today's interview with Jazz Funk and Soul Trio. If you love the Beatles and who doesn't, I have a sister podcast. It's called The Beatles Come to America. It is a limited run, just about 25 shows, with the Beatle guru, Brooke Halpin. We review all the U.S. recordings from the past, like Hey Jude, Something New, Yesterday and Today. You got to check it out. Patreon is gone. Venmos and Cash App is in. And boy, would I love your financial support. That link is also in the show notes. Now, let's get back into the action. The new album's called Forecast. It's the Jazz Funk and Soul guys, and we are about to hear some tracks from that album. <laughs> All right, it's time to get into that album. Okay, so it's called Forecast. It's on the Shanaki record label. August 5th is the release date. I just have four tracks that we're going to play samples of, if you're able to talk a little about it. I have to start with Fish Grease. Because I didn't know what that meant, so I went into the Urban Dictionary. Stop laughing. To really fly or to be hot or also to be balling. Well, okay. Uh, once again, this is a, a colloquialism or a cultural phenomenon, if you will, in the, uh, the African-American culture. Uh, on the stove, you had three cans of grease. Crisco. You had your chicken grease, you had your bacon grease. And you had your fish grease. Now, my mother, in her infinite wisdom and culinary expertise, just put it all in one can. But the proper way to do it was you had three cans, one for bacon, one for fish, and one for chicken. And so because this was kind of a funky track, I said, okay, bacon grease, ah, a little common. Chicken grease, a little common. Fish grease, that's the one. And so uh, that's from whence the title was uh, extracted. More, more of a literal meaning than anything. Yes, my, more yes. My mom did the same thing. All grease went into once you get the bacon, it was all screwed up. But it was all screwed up. But it's, it it tasted good. I mean, you know, it really worked well in cornbread. Cast iron skillet. You make the batter. Cast iron skillet. You take literally a scoop from the can of the conglomerate can, put in the cast iron skillet, melt the grease, pour the batter in the pan, stick it in the oven. The best cornbread you will ever have in your life. I don't have grease in my house anymore, I'm afraid. Along with arterial sclerosis and, and diabetes. But hey, I digress. Yeah.
AZ um, without AC. Yeah, so the, the guitar intro sets up this song up, and it's really funky. Where'd that title come from? Well, I live in Arizona. I was fucking in Arizona. <laughs> it was real simple. Originally, I named the song DS. It was a, a kind of a, an homage to David Sambo. The song itself, when I was writing it, it kind of reminded me of a style of, uh, of the style of recordings that David was doing back in the 80s. And so the, the working title for it was DS. By the time we finished it, and I'd already had Marcus Miller uh, play on it, who produced those records for David Sanborn back in the 80s and early 90s, as well as uh, Ray Bardani uh, mixing it, who mixed those early uh, David Sanborn records. Um, by the time we had it in the can for the record, the record company uh, saw the title. It was just D period S period. And that was it. And they said, well, you know, we really like this song. We might want to use it as a single one at one point. It kind of needs a, a appropriate title or a better, I mean, give us a meaning. I couldn't call it David Sanborn. So I just said, well, one, one title of one title I worked with was Funkin' and AZ. Actually, that was the working title, the first working title. And then I named it DS. Uh, so I went back to Funkin' and AZ. Yeah, great song. We're going to play a sample of that also. Great. Uh, yeah. Keep Holding On has like good solos for every single one of them. That's my favorite track on this album. Wow. Uh, yeah, I feel like everyone... Which everyone's track is in, that? Keep Holding On. Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone gets a good solo. It, it kind of breathes a little more. Any feedback on that before we play a, a sample of that? Yeah, that, that's one of my favorites, too. I love the groove, groove on that one. It's, and like you said, it's a nice change of pace compared to all the other stuff that's on there. It's a, it's a real sophisticated kind of slick track which you know the other ones are, are more like full-on jams i guess i would agree with jeff and <laughs> uh, and just you know say it was just one of those songs that kind of wrote itself and with everybody else's input on it playing wise it, it just really turned into a nice piece really nice piece i agree i agree yeah yeah i think that's something you would probably uh extend a little more in, in uh, okay. concerts so you guys can really all of them know, all of them need to extend a little
All right, so we got to close up with a, a CSL, obviously. Any thoughts on that? Because we're going to play a sample of that also. Well, the impetus for for that was obviously Chuck Loeb. And one of the things I loved about Chuck is he had an uncanny way of inserting the best bebop guitar playing on grooves. And so it was kind of a nod to being able to have a an unabashed R&B groove, in this case, sort of a uh, 90s, you know, if you will, R. Kelly kind of groove and in, inserting some some jazz on top of it. So that's why, you know, that was the impetus for the song and, and that's why I call it CSL. I think it was a, a really nice tribute to Chuck. appreciate your time today i thank you very much everyone every hey, one, one more thing huh i got this one pas- more this pascal guy <laughs> that is not chemistry that's physics okay how about you- joel what's joel <laughs> j-o-u-e-l-e joel oh well joel yeah that's uh that has to do with um equations it's it's uh it represents energy how many how much energy is, is in joules yeah quantity of work mm-hmm. jeff would and on some of our earlier records, on one of our earlier records, was it Speed of Light? Yeah. And uh, Silver Lining. We had two songs that we would do in our set. And Jeff was always responsible for writing out the set list. So Chuck had a song called Silver Lining, and we also had a song off of one of our records called... Um, Speed of Light. Speed of Light. And Jeff would do the chemical title of those two. Well, the scientific oh, notation the scientific speed of light like equals MC squared to C and, squared. And, and you just see you just see us looking at the set list going, what the hell is that? And, <laughs> and silver lining, silver is AG, you know, the, the chemical silver for silver. silver so. And we just stare at the set list and say, Jeff, English, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, so salt peanuts would be NACL peanuts, right? Exactly. Okay, just checking. <laughs> All right, John. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining me today on Something Came From Baltimore. All right. You got it. I hope you enjoyed the interview today with Paul Jackson Jr., Everett Harp, and Jeff Lorbert. The trio is called Jazz Funkin' Soul. I'm your host, Tom Galker from Something Came From Baltimore. The show is over, and have a great day.